0: If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the monthly or annual plan and also to download a 2021 training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. So, do you and your team find yourselves at near year-end with W-9s to collect? Well, I have a strategy that will get those W-9s collected or protect your company when making payments to vendors that have not submitted a W-9. Keep listening. So welcome to episode 162, how to collect missing vendor W-9s before year end or any time of the year. Now, the best practice, of course, is to collect the W-9 at the time of vendor setup. You can also collect it again whenever the vendor needs to make a change on their account, especially if they're making changes to the legal name, the tax ID, or the, uh, Uh, address that is on the W-9. It's great or best practice to collect a new one. But again, best practice is collect the W-9 at the time of vendor setup, confirm that the legal name and tax ID matches IRS records, and then create the vendor in your vendor master file. Now, this process ensures that the vendor is real and not fraudulent and alleviates the year-end rush to collect W-9s or really anytime that you notice that there are W-9s that are not on file for the vendor or when you've done a bulk upload and there are some vendors that uh, did not pass or their legal name and tax ID did not match IRS records. Now collection and validation of W-9s, um, also reduces that whole, you know, uh, the notices, the CP 2100, CP 2100A notice that you get from the IRS, which triggers the B notice, um, processes. Again, that are a direct result of filing inaccurate legal name and tax ID combinations during 1099 distribution and filing season. And at the time of this podcast, we are right around the corner from that. And so this is great timing to collect those W-9s that you know have been missing. Uh, or uh, a great time for you to do that bulk uh, 10 match upload and then collect the W-9s from those vendors um, where that was not successful. So if the W-9s have not been collected or you performed a bulk 10 match and have to collect W-9s for vendors that didn't pass, you can use this strategy to be sure your vendors submit W-9s before a year end or protect your company if they do not submit them before year end. And just to be clear, I'm saying year end, but it could be any time of the year, any date that you give. Um, But at this time of the year, which as of the date of this podcast episode is November 18th, 2021, but this could be any um, November 18th of any year. Um, But in any event, this is... um, uh, 1231 or year in is a good time period to, or a good deadline to give the vendors because that gives you leeway to get those W-9s in before the, you know, rush of January comes and you're trying to get those 1099s distributed and you're trying to get that IRS tax filing by January 31st for those now 1099 NEC forms, which, um, for most APT members, uh, the non-employee compensation, uh, that 1099 NEC is the biggest volume. And so that's probably the biggest group that, you know, either doesn't, um, have a valid 1099 or a valid W-9 on file, doesn't know how to fill them out. And so, um, you definitely want to have, um, uh, if you're doing it now, you definitely want to have a year-end date or before so that you don't have to go through all of, uh, all of that, trying to collect the W-9 and send out to 1099s in the month of January. All right. So let's start um, with the strategy. So the first thing is place payments on hold and request the W-9 be received by a specific date. And again, that can be year-end, especially if you're listening to this. In the fourth quarter of any year. So reach out to the vendor by phone, um, email or regular mail, and give the vendor a specific date such as December 1st or December 31st to return their W-9. Now that date can be based on the date their next invoices are due um, to be paid. And be clear and let the vendor know that if the W-9 is not received by a specific date, whatever date you give them, any payments will be subject to the IRS backup withholding at a rate of 24% for all reportable payments. Now this is for, I'm talking W-9. So this is for U.S. vendors. Keep in mind that if you are dealing with foreign vendors that, um, submit to you one of the, uh, Uh, applicable versions of the WA, and then you send them a 1042, that is a different um, backup withholding uh, rate. The uh, backup withholding rate is 30%. And that could change based on whether the vendor is eligible for any of the treaty claims. So I am only talking about the W-9. And so that applicable rate is 24% um, as of the date of this uh, published podcast. All right, so set a uh, set reach out to the vendor, set a deadline due date for them to submit the w nine and let them know if they don't get it into you by that deadline date, then all of their go forward payments have a backup withholding percentage of twenty four percent. And then place a hold on the vendor record and uh, in your accounting system or ERP to ensure that no payments will be made. Now, you do want to make sure if you're not uh, uh, 100% sure what will stop the payments. I know depending on the accounting system or ERP, it could be different, uh, but it could be as simple as uh, selecting or checking a button to say that the vendor is on payment hold, maybe in systems like SAP, you need to look at some um, blocks um, at the company code level or the purchase, uh, purchase org level. Just make sure you know what is required in your system to prevent payments from going out. And you're doing that because you are giving um, the vendor uh, uh, time to send in their W-9, but at the same time, you're not going to be making payments to vendors that could be subject to backup withholding because they do not have a W-9 on file and that legal name and tax ID could uh, could be erroneous. So go ahead and do that. Um, I will say, and you are probably already thinking it, that um, if you receive any pushback from the vendor or from your leadership from with or for withholding payments, then you need to move on to the next step like immediately. So this next step is if you do not receive the uh, W-9 by the specified date, you can send payment. But back up withhold 24% and send that 24% to the IRS. So if the W 9 was not received by the specified date, it is time to back up withhold. Some accounting systems, unfortunately, do not have the ability to back up withhold systematically. So if that's your system, um, then your process will need to be uh, manual. And I will tell you. Even at a large company, you know, we had um, some ERPs that had that functionality within the system. I know SAP was one of them. We were able to put in um, the percentage to be withheld and it would automatically do that for us. Um, But in another system, um, it was PeopleSoft. And I don't know if it, if I I thought we had it, but I don't think it functioned correctly. So we used a manual process to do that. So if that is your system and you do not have a way to automatically back up withhold 24% from your vendor's payment, um, then here is a manual process um, that I've done before when using an ERP that did not have the function. So the first thing I would do is create an IRS vendor record using the address that the backup withholding payments need to be sent to. Then I would create and post a debit and a, uh, or credit and a debit memo. Now for the vendor, I would create, um, the purpose of it would be to reduce the payment, um, by 24%. And then for the IRS, um, the purpose would be to generate an amount due equal to 24% of the payment. So you're deducting it from the vendor and you are paying it to the IRS. Now, you want to continue to back up withhold until the vendor submits a valid W-9. Once the valid W-9 is submitted and you have matched that against IRS 10 records and it is successful, then you can terminate the backup withholding and then let the vendor know that any amounts withheld will be claimed. um, to the IRS during their annual tax return process. In other words, do not refund any amounts previously withheld, although the vendor will give you some pushback on that. And and some of you probably already know, um, you're gonna get some pushback from the vendor because they're going to expect you to refund what they gave to um, the IRS but it does not work that way. As far as I knew, when I was doing this process, the IRS would not refund any money back to the payer, which is you. Um, You had to uh, submit that, those uh, withheld funds to the IRS. And then the vendor, when they do their annual tax return, would claim those, uh, that, b- uh, backup withholding that you withheld would claim those on their tax return. And that's how they would, uh, get credit for that, uh, withholding that you sent to the IRS. You are not um, liable to refund that. Now I would just verify that with a tax professional. Um, just because you want to have, you want to be uh, clear and maybe get some verbiage that you can like include in a frequently asked questions. Um, because if you do do this, you're going to get some calls back to, um, the, um, either to your, to yourself. Um, if you put your information, when you're, um, if you're the one that's sending the requests out to the vendors for the W-9 or um, it's always a good idea to sit, um, have that to any of, have some verbiage for any of the team members that are taking those vendor phone calls or responding to vendor inquiries via email. Just make sure you have some verbiage that you can copy and paste into like a frequently asked document. Um, for those folks that are responding to vendors, so that they're all saying the same thing and that they have something valid, um, a a uh, sufficient response back to those vendors that will definitely ask for that refund. Now, some of you might think there's a flaw in that um, in that strategy because what if the vendor doesn't have any invoices? Right then, if they don't have any invoices, and you really don't have any leverage. To require them to um, submit a W 9. And that is why you always get or require a W 9 at vendor setup because at that point you have your highest level of leverage, or I guess I could say level of leverage, but you have your highest leverage because they want to submit their invoices, they want to get paid. Um, And you can require that W-9 and um, have a better chance of getting it. Then after you pay them, and let's say you're never going to get, or your company may not do business with them in the future. And so you're never going to get that W-9. And what I would do with those is I would inactivate the vendor record. Now, you do want to check to make sure there's not an open PO. And if there is an open PO, then maybe you will have some leverage because an open PO could mean that your company expects to do business with your uh, that vendor in the future, meaning they expect to get some payments in the future. So maybe placing that vendor on hold and sending them a notification and a deadline date to get that W-9 in, maybe that strategy will work. So I hope that strategy was helpful for you. And before I sign off today, I do want to say that next week I publish every Thursday and next week Thursday is Thanksgiving. So it is November 25th and I am going to take a bye week and I am going to eat some turkey and eat some sweet potato pie and get into all kinds of trouble. So with that, there will not be a podcast episode next week. And I want to say, I hope you all enjoy your time with friends and family. All right. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 162nd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.